What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. (laughs) I am sober now, but it's still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with someone and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, Andre Marie. Ah! (laughs) What's going on, everybody? What's up, dude? How you doing, bro? Good. How are you? I'm chilling, man. Before we get too far into anything, plug everything up front. You have one of the most underrated Instagram handles of all time. So oh, let yeah. everybody know where they can find you. Oh, yeah. You find me at Andre2999. <laughs> all right. Almost 3K. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fire because he actually gets it. Most yeah. people don't get it. People who do get it, I've realized we're operating on a different wavelength. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Andre299. Uh, check me out on Street Famous NYC with Aaron Berg. Uh, that is to me, one of the best shows on, uh, if not the best show on, on Patreon, YouTube right now. It's hilarious, man on the street. Like it's very funny, but it's it's man on the street, but it's man on the street to a whole different to level. A different level, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, <laughs> which it's, is Aaron's style, <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously by osmosis, your style. Yeah, that's what we do, man. Um, I produce a show at um the Grizzly Pair every Wednesday. No, uh, not every Wednesday. Uh, every fourth Wednesday, called Lead Art Only. Uh, make sure you guys check that out. Eight PM. I I have some of the dopest lineups you're gonna see. You're gonna see like cellar level lineups in there. Trust Boom. me. Boom. All right, and uh, yeah, man. I so, said, yeah, so we got coming right now. Cool. Well, we'll link everything in the show notes. I appreciate yeah. you coming on. We've been kind of planning this for a while. Uh, we used to run into each other a lot at Frantic all, all for the, the last time, yeah. yeah for the last couple of years now. Um, and then uh, before we get too far into anything, just because we were talking about this before, but comedy is such a niche thing. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about uh, Chappelle and Patrice and everybody before. But how did you like even get into stand up? How did you find comedy? Well, I've always been a stand up fan, but I never co- even thought about doing stand up. Yeah. Right so now. did you see stand up because you're younger than me, I think. And did you see stand up like on Comedy Central or like how did you even find because the reason I ask is because when I have guests come into the restaurant they'll be like oh I love comedy and I'll go oh who's your favorite comic and then they'll name like Robin Williams and I'm like oh so you don't like follow stand up yeah 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 so I, it's always interesting to me how people even find it because so I found my it introduction, through my introduction to comedy was uh was Eddie Murphy's Raw <laughs> but, uh, that's the first that's the first piece of stand up I ever saw that's a crazy to jump into yeah i was mad young is that that's the red suit um no purple purple delirious was red yeah yeah, yeah. all right that's my that was my intro to comedy god and yeah man you just always been a stand-up fan uh so you saw that and you're like oh i like this yeah but i never like i I was personal training before i never contemplated in my mind doing stand-up yeah right it was never even something i but i was always a stand-up fan yeah then you get to see the Patrice um, elephant in the room. That's so good. Like I, I found out about Mr. P later on, uh-huh. which I think is his best body of work, Mr. Okay. P. Um, uh, Chappelle, but yeah, I fell in love with Chappelle as well too, bro. Like, when did you did you find him through stand up or the Chappelle show? I found him Nutty Professor. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, because he's the MC in that. Yes, he was. Cause he was just, and he's doing like the craziest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't he have like a big hat in yeah, that? Yeah, he has a big ass hat with the fucking dreadlocks. Yeah, and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, the slim, slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was. It's funny you say that because I remember the first time I saw Chappelle was half baked. Gotcha. My cousin who introduced me to stand up had this movie and we watched it and he goes, "Yeah, that's a comedian." He's yeah, a comic. And yeah. I go, well, that's weird because I've never seen him on like – because I used to record on VHS, the Comedy Central Presents, every yeah. Friday. And I would just watch him over and over and over. And I was like, well, that's weird. I haven't seen him on Comedy Central. And I was so dumb 
now being in the industry as long as I have, I'm like, yeah, you fucking idiot. I was so dumb. I was like, oh, if they're not on Comedy Central Presents, then they don't they don't do like I would never see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because back then, you know, twenty something years ago, that was the only avenue to see stand up. One thousand percent. And he yeah. was like, yeah, he's a comic, and he was so young in that movie, and I was like, there's no way. Yeah, yeah he was so. But then you, when and you then were, you go back and watch him, and you're like, God damn, so man. That's, that's how that's how I realized. So I was like, oh shit. And then you kind of like you know you start watching because my family. They always like, oh, we're Jamaican. Mm -hmm. But like they would watch like the Deaf Comedy Jam. Like they would watch all those things. Like, and so I would be, because they would try to send me out the room because you know. Yeah. Was, but I always would be a little fly in the wall. And that shit was always funny to me. Derek had one of the best ones where his dad would, uh, they would tell him to go upstairs. Uh -huh. And his dad would be like, you can't watch this on HBO, like channel 307. <laughs> and then he would just go upstairs and turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's the same kind of, it was. It's weird, like, because I think there are people who, when we watch comedy, yeah. we kind of fall in love with it because we're like, oh, you're manipulating words. Yeah, you're not yeah. using, like, instruments. You're not using, like, music. You're not you're using words, words. to you're... invoke a reaction from a crowd, which is insane. Bro, it's like, it's... If, you, if you think about it, it's literally crazy. Like, we have stuff... The, and we can get in the art of joke writing and all that stuff, but that's a different podcast. But we, yeah, like, we yeah. have things in our, like, I have lines in my head always just floating around in my head where I'm like, oh, like, if you're at a show, you're like, okay, I'll say this and it'll pull me out of whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. rut I'm in. Or if you're getting a big laugh, you're like, I'll say this and it'll get even bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just crazy to me that it's like, like that we walk around with that in our head. Yes, we do. And so for you, because you were doing personal training, like you never thought to do stand up. You were a fan of it from a distance. When was the first time you were like, "I want"? Like, what happened to where you were like, "I, I want to do doing, this"? I was doing a podcast with my best friend, right? Okay, so you were in this this world yeah, without even. I was doing, doing a podcast with my best friend, and he was like, "Yo, yo, so you got to put this shit on stage." Okay, was he, this in Jersey? Yeah, this was in Jersey. He kept he kept telling me, "Cause like you got to put this shit on stage." I was dealing with this this chick at the time. She was a married woman, right? <laughs> Right, but like we had like a great relationship. Like I loved her, bro. So like she was also was like, yo, you should do stand up. Like if you do stand up, you'll you'd be a star. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. How old were you at the time when this is happening? This was recent, bro. Like I was maybe I was twenty nine years old. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, what I mean, I'm so 30, this, yeah, I'm thirty five now. Yeah, this is so. This was just like six years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And then so um, yeah, we the. Right before the pandemic, because I started getting like serious about it, started yeah. thinking about really doing it. Yeah, because just for the listeners, just a, a quick timeline. I started like listening to podcasts and stuff in 2010, 11. And this yeah. is when podcasts were like first coming out. And you yeah. and I are the same age. So yeah. what, I, what I mean to say is that like, so then by like 2000 and I don't know, 2000 and what would that be? 2009, 2008? Yeah. You're, you, you were like, oh, I want to start yeah. a podcast. Or no, 2018, I guess yeah. that would be. When did you start doing the podcast? What year was that? This was 20, 2018. Yeah, so oh, yeah, it yeah. was 2018. Okay, so it would have been years after that. Yeah. I keep forgetting it's 2024 because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, no, 2018 was like last year. This shit's crazy. But yeah, so 2018, you were like, because at that point, podcasting was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. So you, at the time, what prompted you to start a podcast? Because normally, like as comics, everyone's got a podcast. Yeah. But for you at the time, you're just like, you like comedy, you're doing personal training. Like what prompted you to be like, oh, I, I should start a podcast? Me and my boy, um, his name is uh, Tariq Smith, right? Okay. We used to live together. So like we would literally just play 2K together, right? Yeah. But he was super smart. So we would just talk shit all the time. But when we would have people around us, you would literally see people stop talking and they would just listen to us go back and forth. Yeah. And, and that was the podcast. And that was it. It's, dude, that's insane. Me and my buddy, Dan, who's been on the show, he's the original drinking buddy because yeah. in 2013, like, yeah, 2012, we would sit around and this is when I was drinking and just get hammered together and just yeah. talk shit. Like, just talk. Yeah. And again, podcasting was really big at the time and we were like, oh, we should start a podcast. 
Yeah. And we called it drink the drinking buddies because yeah, yeah, yeah. we would just drink together and record. We recorded like five episodes, never did anything with it. it Cause you know, back then it was a lot harder to get an RSS feed and stuff. So it just kind of died on the vine, but it's literally the same exact thing that you're talking. Like I was barely doing stand up. Like I started stand up in 09, but you know, I was doing like a mic every couple of weeks. Yeah. So I was barely doing stand up, but I was like, Oh, we should have a podcast. Exactly. And then fast forward, like eight years later, I'm sober, everything's going well. And I was like, oh, I got to bring the drinking buddies thing back. Absolutely. And then I got, bless you, <coughs> bless you. But then Sorry. I got sober and I just called it X drinking buddy. Yeah. So, but like to piggyback on your point, it's like, oh, we're just talking shit, but everyone's yeah. interested. So you just started doing a podcast. Exactly. That blows my mind. Cause it's like the way technology has advanced to where you're like, yeah, we'll just do our own Bro, show. It literally, we start, we were recording that shit on our iPad. That's what I'm saying. So, and built and built a dope following. Did you really? Yes, we did. Like, so, so what really got me into into stand up though is my best friend, 2020, committed suicide. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. All right, and then we got locked in the house, and so I was gonna go crazy. So then, like, I just started putting out like my thoughts on Instagram. Yeah. All right. Like I did like two like two Zoom shows like two personal Zoom shows just like just to like really really work on the craft because I was really getting ready to start doing it. Yeah. By the time I got on stage, it was uh, April. It was what April twenty April seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Okay. I did a uh, Broadway uh, comedy club industry room. Yeah. And um. The producer was like, so that was the first time you like, ever physically been on a stage. Yep. Yep. Damn. Yeah, yeah. But like it was crazy because I've gotten I've gotten like shunned for this in in comedy a little bit because like I I started I started late, but mm-hmm. I kind of say to them I'm like cuz I've talked to other comics who've been doing it for like 10, 15 years and I'm like a lot of y'all started in your 20s, right? Yeah. Now, if you're being honest in your 20s, you weren't really committed to this shit. No. Right? You were fucking around. You probably fucked around for the first eight years, right? I tell people I started in 09 because it sounds good. Yeah. Dude, I was like I said, I was doing like a mic every once in a while. You feel me? But like it wasn't. So it's like, it's like, but then you you commit for two years and then you fucking. Yeah. It didn't take you nine years to get that good. It took you two years. Two years of, of work. Actually yeah. working at the craft to become great at it. Yeah, that's the thing is like when I, so I was in and out obviously with my addiction and uh, alcoholism. Mm-hmm. But when I came back in, when I got sober in 2018 and came back into comedy, I came in like full, like we're doing this. We're, do, we're getting on stage as much as possible. We're doing like five or six mics a week. My friends who knew me from before were gracious enough, Marcus Crespo and Christina Shriver being two of the biggest ones, were gracious enough to be like, yeah, we'll put you on shows. We know you do comedy. We've known you from before, even though I was drunk on stage a lot and stuff back then. But they were like, we know you're a good enough comic to put you on these shows in Jacksonville. And then Marcus, one of my best friends in the world, started taking me out on the road with him. Like, And I was like two months back into comedy because I had taken like three years off. But- I got, I've gotten so much better in the two years I've lived in New York. I've gotten so much better than the first two years of coming back into comedy yeah. than I ever did in the like 10 years before that. Cause you're actually focused. Yeah. And you're dumping the work you're doing. And especially being older, you know what work ethic is. Exactly. You know what like it takes. I used to personal train for real. Like yeah. I really understand how to apply myself. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, man, like that's why I really like, I really appreciate Berg because. How did you get hooked up with him? Funny enough, I met him at a 5 p.m. bringer in Gre- at a Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Really? Yeah, he was closing it out. I yeah. guess it was like, because it was like coming off of the pandemic, so I guess he was okay. working out. Yeah. But he was getting ready to drop, uh, he was getting ready to do a taping, or he'd get ready to drop a special at that time. So I ended up going, I think right before him, and I, I had a great, I, like, and this one was starting to really click for me. Yeah, and then Greenwich Village is a kill box. Oh, for people who don't know, it's one of the most underrated comedy one spots the in the city. One of the most underrated comedy spots in the city. It's, such it's a the punk. same booker for Broadway and Greenwich. And whenever yeah. he calls me to do Greenwich spots, I'm always like, yeah. yeah. Greenwich is I mean, I love great. Broadway, but at the same time, it's like, it's so tight and the yeah. ceilings are Greenwich, so small. Greenwich is the, it's such an underrated spot to kill him. I had a set one time where I went up there and like, it didn't matter what I like. I I guess the first the opening bit worked so well yeah. that it didn't like I was just saying setups and people were like ah, ah 
Yeah, be like that. And I'm like, yeah. all right, you guys are cutting off the joke. Like, you guys got to chill out a little bit because yeah. I got to get the whole joke yeah. out on recording yeah. this for God's it's sake. It's like that. It's like that. So you did this show at Greenwich and it went so well. And yeah, I went, it was crazy. And Berg literally goes, yo, you should do my podcast. Okay. That was Saturday. I was on his podcast Monday. And this is when he was doing, uh, was this the base? What is it called? Berg's Basement? Be- uh, yeah, Berg's Base. Yeah, Berg's Base. That's he was doing it, yeah. Berg's Base. So I did... I did an episode with him. Then I did another. He brought me back again. Did another episode with me, me and Dave Temple and him. Okay. Uh Then uh I chill, Then I didn't do an episode for a minute. Then he did. And then you're doing. You're still doing stand up at this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm still doing stand up. Like, yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I, I. You and I had talked about this. You were doing a lot more bringers and stuff yeah, than yeah. you were open mics because you were, you wanted to do like real shows. Real shows. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes we just. Just pay the money just to put because I knew it would get me sharper faster. Like, yeah, because I know you can get caught in that rabbit hole doing the yes really fast. Like so, I figured going to open mics, doing some of your A material because you're getting ready for a big show and no one's laughing and you're like, maybe I'm not funny. It's like I tell people like, listen, man, like I I really really care about the craft, but this shit is a business as well. So yeah. like, if you approach it that way, you can you can skip a lot of the bullshit. Oh yeah. I mean, that's that's how I did it with the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So that was a big thing. Yep. People are like, so wait, you pay for a studio? And I go, yeah. And they go, why don't you just do it out of your apartment? I go, because this is a professional operation here. Exactly. And I say it all the time. I will put the studio, the quality, the sound, the video. I'll put that against anybody. You got to you gotta invest in yourself. Yeah. The same thing. Like we, when we started doing the podcast, it didn't really pop until we, start, until we took it to a studio. Yeah. Once we took it to a studio, then... You saw the growth. That's when everybody's like, oh, all right, they're really, really serious. Doing it, yeah. Yeah, 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 they're dead serious. I mean, how many comics do we know? And this is no shade, but it's just the truth. How many comics do we know where they have a podcast and you ask them about it and they're like, oh, it's on hiatus or, oh, we just kind of release episodes when we, when we want to. And it's like, you can't build no, no, a no. following that way. No, nah, it's got to be. This comes out every Monday, like clockwork, 7 a.m. It's got to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get hooked up with Aaron. You start, because you're working with him. Um, how did you like? How did the street famous thing happen? I so he's still doing Berg's base at the time, and then he brings me on one time. We do, we do a, uh, we do a street episode. So you do a street episode of the podcast? Yeah. Okay. And that shit was it was fun. It was dope. So I think it was uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Berg who said it. I think it was Louis J. Gomez who told him it was like, yo, you got to bring back the man on the street. Yeah, all right. Because that's the, that was the that's the big thing. So then we uh we kept doing a few episodes, kept doing a few episodes, and then we had we had this clip go viral, like the uh the clip where we looking at the statue with the old man. <laughs> yeah, it was like man, is that what, what race you think she is? <laughs> and I was like, she's a white woman because she has no lips. <laughs> and, and Bird goes uh. He goes, uh, I think it's a white woman because she's taking care of both her children. And yeah, so the, uh, yeah, it was a fire clip. So we do like two million views on that one. Then we did the other one where we had, where we, uh, with the fat British lady. Oh, I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen that one? No. Oh, that shit's hilarious. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's, and that one hits too? That one did like three, that did that three million as well. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, once we did that, Bird committed and then he just changed the name. Yeah. Like it was one thing I was never going to do, like, was yo, we should know because, like, for real, I really appreciate the fact that he even put you on. Yeah. Because a lot of people were rocking with it because, like, it was just you just started block. Like, yeah, yeah. But I was like, nah, like, I'm actually dope. Like, if you hear me, well, I'm and safe. you're committed. That's the, That's the other thing, too, is that. I've had people on this show because obviously my path was different. Yeah. Uh, but I've had people on this show where I've seen them, you include it, where you see them and you go, "Oh, that's that's like a legit, like that's a comic. That's not yeah. a person who does comedy. That's a comic." Yep. And then you talk to them and they go, "Oh yeah, I started like two years ago, three years ago, four. And you're like, "What?" Yep. But it's just one of those things. And those are the kind of the only kind of people I like to have on the show. Yeah. Like I've had different people on like actors and musicians and stuff. And I love having just different artists on because we're all a little fucked in the head. Of course we are. You have to be a little crazy. Yeah. But 
it's 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 nice to have people on and i try to just have people on who are obsessed about what they do yes. uh, because that's the crate that's where the cra- that's the crazy i'm talking about yep it's it's weird to get people on and they're like yeah you know i work my day job and then i co- i go I to mics when i can but i, I have all these shit. friends that produce shows so now i get to be on like 10 shows a month yep. because my friends produce them and it's and like well no disrespect they don't be funny yeah <laughs> You watch them bomb at a bar show and you're like, yeah, man. You'd be at these shows and you're like, that's why I I started to, I had to start changing my hang. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. You know exactly what I mean. I started changing my hang because I really want to rock on different stages. That's, That's why when I first moved here, my whole thing was like, oh, I've been in and around comedy for over a decade. I was... I only hung at the stand in the cellar because yeah. I was like, these are the people I want to be associated that's with. That's a fact. These are the only people I want to be around. That's a fact. So that's just where I hang. And it's, it's I mean, it's paid off. I mean, obviously, like, you know, having people like you on the show and Derek Gaines and Maddie Weiner yeah. and, you know, Emma Willman and all these like huge Dan Lamore and Natalie Cuomo, all these bigger comics. But it's just because like that's the, you are who you surround yourself with. And that's, that's who I want to be. And it's. It's interesting because I'll have people reach out or like talk to me at mics and stuff and they'll be like, hey, how do you know so-and-so? And I go, oh, I just hang. Yeah. And you, we've all been through meet. it. Like I've been fi- – I was doing open mics in Oklahoma City at a bar where they wouldn't turn the Thunder game on. Like we've all been through the battles together. Like so we know. Listen, I, I learned this from my best friend, right? And she was like, yo, just walk through this shit like you own it. Until somebody stops you, yeah, they don't stop you. They just, just keep, keep on walking, yeah. And so that's <laughs> that that's how I operate, bro. Yeah, just keep on going. I just keep going, like yo, I I, I can't do. tell you how many people I've met. Just I just you just walk into a group. Hey, what's up? Like, yeah, what's up? Just that- chill until somebody tell <laughs> nobody told me to leave. All right then, all right then. This I'm at the cellar enough. To where I will walk downstairs, mm-hmm. like if there's a comic I like, and I'll stand in that hallway and watch the comic. Yeah. Nobody says shit. Yeah, yeah, because they don't. They, they've seen me enough to where they recognize my face, yeah. and they don't know why. So they're like, "Oh, maybe he's up next. Maybe they have no idea. I'm basically just above a bar show comic." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "We don't know." Um, I wanted to ask you because you said you had a lot of stories because you do like to drink, uh, which yeah. is the perfect thing for this show. Okay. So when did you um, – you grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and your family is from your uh, Ger- second generation? Um, Jamaican. Yeah. But yeah, are you – are I'm, you? I'm first generation. Okay. First generation. So your parents moved here from Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. So what was that like growing up in a household um, oh. in New Jersey from an island country? So first of all, my mom and dad never got married, but they're both still very active in life in my life and everything like that. Yeah. They never got married. But anybody who's Jamaican or Caribbean, like it's like a universal handbook of how they raise their children. Yeah. You all go through the same shit. Is it's, it similar to um Haitian? Yeah. Okay. Cuz I've heard Will talk about it on stage. Strict, That's why I asked. Uh, very strict. Always about priding yourself. You got to make sure or yeah, it's <laughs> Well, my so dad was, that great my joke dad about was like, yo, bike. my dad was super rigid. Yeah. But like, I come to re- like realizing why like is because like my dad was probably a wild nigga like myself. <laughs> you feel know I me? Mean? And like, so he really wanted to- I would to, love like, to make that the title of the episode. <laughs> like, yeah, look, get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I, niggas a pronoun to me. It comes out. I'm going to use it. Now. I like it. It's one of my favorite words. So- Growing up, your dad was very strict. Strict as shit. So is that how you got the discipline to um, like do the personal training and stuff like yeah, that? Well, yeah. My dad, is he got me into reading, but it was like a punishment because I used to fight a lot growing up. And one time I got- Like physically or like argue with people? No, no, no. Fight. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I used to have bad temper. And I could always fight. Like I boxed for years, did Muay Thai for years, did karate for years. Damn. You know what I mean? So you're not worried. About, you're never- Because I, I watched some of those clips on the, the with the street stuff and I'm like- Aren't they worried someone's gonna like turn around and like punch Aaron <laughs> or no, you in no, the no, face? No, no, no. Like, but you're I, like, you got it. We're cool, like, cause like I don't think like the energies. Like, and we, nobody, we're not small. That's true, and it's a fun. At, well, Aaron is, but yeah. it's like a fun energy. Yeah, yeah. He kind of know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, sometimes there's a delicate art to that. We almost want somebody to swing because you go viral. Dude, that clip, <laughs> talk about thirty million, not three million. But like, no, nah, I used to do. I did security for years. I did security for like six years. As yeah. Well. So like, yeah, you can read the room, and yeah. plus doing comedy, you and can you, read. You know people. how to handle yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but you're not really worried about that. You try to de-escalate anyway before it gets to. Yeah. 
So you, growing up, you have a temper, though. and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say it all the time, man. People are always like, oh, violence doesn't solve anything. I'm like, violence is the supreme authority. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know how I know that? Because you can tell with what people say, who's never been punched in the face for what exactly. they say Exactly. Because you, you'll think about what you the fuck. Th I think a lot more about what I say. I've been, I've been punched in the face before. After getting kicked out of me yeah, a few times. You talk too much shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to know. So it's like, you're not really looking to do all of that. Yeah. I say it all. This is the real world. Yeah. Like sometimes, especially comics and especially like at uh, mics or like smaller shows, comics can sometimes get a little wild. Yeah. And I have to, I have to be like, hey man, like I know we're friends and you're like just joking around Yeah. and you put your hand on their shoulder and you go, but this is real life. Yeah. Like, be careful. Be careful. Yeah, because you got to know who you could do that with. Yeah. Like, well, and also like I'm all for joking around. Yeah. But if you're going to like... I'm fine. My weight, my look, whatever you want. If you come after my jokes, yeah, then I that I don't know what it is, but I, then I have a real problem. Oh yeah, no, nah, I I learned that. Uh yeah, keep your opinion to yourself about people's material. Yeah, as, like you can say, what, you can talk as much shit about me what as I you tell want. People but. is what I tell people is, don't ask me my opinion. Yeah, because comics will do that. Yeah, yo, what do you think about this? Hey, how can I do? Yeah, don't. Don't ask me that don't because that. if you <laughs> ask me and then I tell you the truth, now you don't want to book me. Now we're not friends. <laughs> yeah. So growing up, how did your um, – were your parents – you said they weren't married, but were they together? No, the no, no. Okay. No, no, no. So were they both in New Jersey? Yeah. Okay. So how was that growing up like with a – like because you said you have a short temper, but you also said your dad was very rigid. Did you guys just – like I was with my mom more. Okay. So like, and my you said mom, reading would be like a punishment for getting into fights and stuff and, like that. And, but it was fire because like I love to read now. Yeah. Like my dad kind of instilled that habit into me. Yeah. But like he's now it's like we we have the greatest relationship because I understand why he was such a psycho. It took me to about thirty to get that. Yeah, too. yeah. I I, I, didn't, I got it around twenty five. Okay. Like, you were quicker than I was. Actually, yeah. no, no, twenty seven because I was selling drugs at about twenty. <laughs> yeah. Not nah, because I moved out and like. Just the, the fact that we're talking about something heartwarming in your relationship yeah, with your dad, and you go twenty-five. Yeah, nah, because like, well, no, hang on a second. I was selling drugs at twenty-five. I was, I was though, because like, what I what happened? I I moved out. Of my, I moved out the crib. Right, I was living with my mom at the time, and that's because my mom was. It was just me and my mom at the time. Right? Yeah. So I was really staying with my mom to like make sure she was gonna help her out. Right. Mm -hmm. But I was smoking weed like aggressively at that point. When did you start smoking weed? Uh, like seventeen, okay, a little earlier than that, maybe sixteen. So you've been you've been smoking weed for about eight nine years, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of picked up. It just picked up, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, she wasn't rocking with it. She just kept trying. She she threw out my seal proof jar. She goes in my room. She looks in my um. She looks in my dirty clothes hamper. She finds a seal proof jar. Now imagine being in the house for three days, right? And you don't say shit to each other because you know she found your jar and threw it out. Oh, but you guys just didn't say anything? But I can't say shit to her about, <laughs> yo, where the fuck is my weed? Because obviously, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That's exactly what's going on in the house. And then, like, she just goes off. Just walking by each other like sheriffs in the old Yo, west? it was hilarious, bro. Like, I know you know that I know that you took it. <laughs> but I can't, like, I can't be like, oh, did you go in my room? I can't ask that yeah. question. So what ended up happening? How did that I just, all? I moved out. You just, So that was the turning point where you're yeah, like, I'm out of here. Yeah, because, like, I had to, like, I, I love my mom, but I really enjoy marijuana. So, like, keep me calm. <laughs> yeah. I need that shit to keep me calm. <laughs> So, yeah, I ended up moving out. Uh, moving out was a little harder than I thought it was going to be. All right. Did I, you have a plan for getting out or were you just like, I'm out of here and stay with some one friends? Of my home, I was bouncing at the time and one of my homies, she was uh, she was one of the servers there. They was about to get a little four room house in uh, Fairlawn. Okay. So I just moved in there. It was fire because I had like my own, I had my own entrance. I had the basement to myself. Oh, shit. So I had my own entrance. I had a walk-in closet. I had the washer and dryer. Damn. Only thing I, I had to share the washer and dryer. So I just had to put <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. That, that was the only downside. But um, yeah, that was fire. So, but waited so easy is because it was like in a townhouse spot. Yeah. I was personal training at the time and like, I won't, won't go into like full details, but I was able to come across somebody who was able to front me a pound of weed a week. Right? Oh shit, that's a lot. All right, until it became two pounds of weed a week. Damn. 
right? So I was doing that. Then I had. And you were bouncing and training too. Bouncing and training. So you could just wash all that money. Yeah, it was easy work. Yeah. So then it was doing that. I was getting edibles as well. Well, that's the one thing. Like I, I tell people this a lot, but when you're a server, mm-hmm. it, it's easy to fall into, especially in Florida where I'm from, it's easy to fall into illicit side jobs because yeah. you just wash your money as a server. Yeah. Instead of saying you made 75 bucks tonight, you say you made 200 bucks tonight. And literally, just, literally everybody who worked in my, who worked in my job was, I was their connect. And then at both jobs where I was bouncing i was the connect um and where i was um training at i was the connect so you're just making money hand over fist yeah and then we're just blowing it because i was at strip clubs all the time yeah because that's because that's what you do because that's what you do you buy clothes (laughs) who are you you talking to i spent twenty eight thousand dollars in 20s or twenty six thousand dollars in 28 days at one point i believe it i got a settlement from a car accident and i would just walk into the strip club this is my favorite story to tell and i would change two hundred dollars in ones and i would just throw it up and be like i'm here uh, like I've arrived. Oh, oh, I got listen. Like <laughs> first, the first time I actually ever re- really went to a strip club, it was uh, this spot called the Palace. Right, this was in Passaic. Right. How I, old are you at the time? I'm 26. Okay. Selling so you're selling. Yeah. I just got promoted to. Uh, I think I was. Uh, I got promoted to manager. All right. Um, at the actual gym I'm working. Oh, at, this right? is at the gym. All right. All right. So we walk in. Right. It's like. Maybe twenty of us. Damn, but it's like girls and guys. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a whole group of us because all of us used to work at um, we used to work in a spot called Miller's, right? Um, we all go in and we start with a couple, couple bottles of Hennessy. I don't drink Hennessy anymore, by yeah. the way. Full disclaimer. Get that shit up. Cab was talking about you know Cab Washington. He yeah, was talking yeah, about yeah. that last night yeah, on, no on his set. He was like, "What is this? 2014?" <laughs> yeah, no Hennessy. Yeah, nah. Oh, you go to Henny brunches. Uh, oh, Jesus. The only reason I say that is because brown liquor in the afternoon is rough, oh, bro. Listen, you gotta go vodka or tequila now. Nah, yeah, now I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now nah, I was, <laughs> I was young and ignorant. So we uh we cop some bottles of Hennessy, right? And like the stole money so my boy literally goes to one of the girls right he takes takes some of my money I'm like why first of all in hindsight why did you t- do this with your money yeah he grabs some of my money and dumps it over my head and says to the girls he just got a promotion right one of the girls I kid you not comes through pulls my sweatpants down right and starts sucking my dick through my underwear what in the club I kid you not what right I look down, I look up at the bouncer, and I look, and I'm like, she's doing this. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah." And he just starts dying laughing. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, we know, that's cinnamon, man. She always does this. And then, yeah, you know, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I was, but I was about to pay for it. Nah, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. But you're just blowing through money. Blowing through money. See, that's the thing is people get mad at me when I tell them the Went story. Went to ATM three times. Dude, <laughs> people get mad at me when I tell them the story about burning through that money. But it's like, I was 22. And at the time, I had a serious alcohol. But like, I didn't know. Like, yeah. I just wanted to have a good oh, $28, time. $28,000 with a habit is not a lot of Dude, money. Dude, yeah. And that's... And I, and I mean, the, the tag on stage is even shitty Coke gets expensive if you do enough of it. But like, <laughs> yeah. it's just one of those things where I would literally, I'd pay for like four or five dances and I wouldn't even have them dance. I would just go in the back and like talk with them. <laughs> like I just wanted some privacy. <laughs> like I was that fucking guy. And it was, it's insane to me that people are like, that's crazy. You could have paid this and paid. And I go, yeah, 35. Yeah, I know that. You know that now. Yeah. I look at all the money I spent on clothes and strip clubs. <laughs> And I'm like, yo, I really could use that right now. Like, all because I, I was smart enough to know not to buy no cars or yeah. no houses. Anything, anything taxable, anything yeah. Taxable. So I was just out here just buying clothes. I was fucking a lot of bitches, bro. Yeah. Because, you know, weed, weed is free. I mean, you don't even got to spend money no more. Yeah. Because you just get what you want through yeah. the weed. Yeah. When did you, because you, you said you like to drink, obviously, and we've talked about it a little bit. When did you start drinking? Early, um, you, we had a, um, cause I'm interested living in a house that's a little more strict. Was your mom strict as well? My mom was strict. My mom was never home. Okay. So uh, okay. Like, that makes we sense. We had our neighbors upstairs who used to take care of us. See, I like, I actually credit her with my actual mental development cause she actually treated us like adults. Yeah. So she spoke to us like adults. She actually let us see different things like adults. She actually allowed us to drink earlier in the house. So it wasn't something that you got obsessed with. Like I drink, but I don't. 
I only went through one period in life where I felt like I had a drinking problem. Was that the pandemic? No, 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 no. Okay. That was that was a that was a manageable. That was yeah. me actually trying. The only reason it. I ask is because that that happened for a lot of people. Well, it almost it went for me like that too, but it wasn't because of the pandemic. It was because I was depressed as shit. Yeah, because you're a friend. Yeah, yeah. That was this was just me just drinking just a drink. It was like in my early twenties. Yeah, I'm just it's five o'clock and I'm drinking warm Jameson. <laughs> just in the room by myself. No, I know that feeling. And how did that happen? How did that like? How did it come to that? I don't even know, bro. Like you, you don't even realize when it spirals like that. But it's like the lifestyle when you—that's that's very true. You're absolutely one hundred percent right. When you're when you're like when you're bouncing constantly and you're constantly drinking while while you're at work and then you're drinking after work. Yeah, it just becomes something that calms you down and it becomes all right. Well, I can need to be calmed at twelve o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, that was the thing in the service industry was we just drank like, all the time. I give you the I give you a dope. This is one of my favorite stories to tell. My best friend, she's she's uh, she's actually my roommate right now. Right? Okay. We used to love to drink Jameson. This is like I'm 26 years old, right? I'm, st- I'm still selling drugs at this time. So we're going to William Patterson's uh, homecoming. Okay. Because right? my homie's dating a girl at that up there at that time. So we get a bottle of Jameson, me and her, right? And we kill that bottle of Jameson <sighs> between me and her on the way up. <sighs> How far is that drive? From Fairlawn to Willie P, maybe what, was that 25 minutes, 25, 30 minutes? You killed a bottle in 30 minutes? Yeah, because we started drinking at home. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. You killed, you killed that quarter of the bottle and you just kept killing it on the way up. Just drinking, yeah. So then we get there, right? We park the car, because we, we know we don't got to drive for the rest of the evening. Yeah. Right? So we thought, <laughs> right? So we get there, we get some... Uh, we get some jungle juice, right? <laughs> so we just walking through, we sipping the jungle juice, and but we get there late. So they're getting ready to go to the after party, which is at this club in Patterson, right? So And you're drunk at this point. I'm like, we are I'm I'm smoking. I we are You're f- fucked up. We are fucked up. <laughs> like, fucked up. <laughs> like, so we get to we try to go get some pizza. I think we eat some pizza. That still doesn't help. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've been drinking and smoking all day. Yeah, it still doesn't You're help. like, no, two slices will take care yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, soak it you right didn't up. soak it right up. It didn't soak <laughs> shit up. It didn't soak shit up. We get to the, we get to the after party, right? And so we're like- What kind of club? It's like a- it's not. It wasn't like safe. a club club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It wasn't safe. It yeah. was like a lounge lounge club. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't safe. Uh, it was right in the heart of Patterson. I know exactly where it's at too. Like it was crazy, but it was a good time. Yeah. You know why? We go to the bar to go get some shots. Right. This is when Patron was like the thing. The thing. Right. They give us. Uh, they give us a shot of Patron each. Right. She comes back and says four dollars. I said, wait a minute. Y'all are giving a two dollar shot to Patron. Yeah. Well, what? What? Right? She was like, yeah. I said, we turned the Oprah in that bitch. <laughs> you get a shot. And you, you get, get a, a shot. shot. Was it just a promotion you, that they were running? I don't know. I don't. Because it was like, I guess it was because it was a homecoming. So I oh, go, yeah. So probably. probably yeah. I was like, you get a shot. Damn. You so get you were just shot. passing them out. So now we fucked up. Because I'm taking shots like crazy. We dancing all over the place. <laughs> right? I could just see you on top of the bar like, you, 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 yo, you. it was crazy, yo. I. We're like, yo, we got to go because my, my homegirl, she has a date like later this evening. Oh, my God. What time is it? This is, we are, this is maybe about si- it's about 7 p.m. at this point. Oh, I'm sorry. When you said showed up late to the party, I oh, thought yeah. it was like no, midnight. No, 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 no. This was okay. a day, this was a day yeah. drink. This was a yeah. day drink because it was a homecoming. Coming game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was, it was a day drink. Day. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes so a lot like more se- sense. It's like 7 p.m. She has a date. <laughs> The fact that you're hammered at an after party at 7 p.m. is hilarious. Yeah, and I started early. So she's like, yo, I got to go get ready for this date. (laughs) You're not going on this date. She makes it on this date. You got to hear the story. (laughs) So she, I bet we got to go back and get the car, right? So I forget, did we take an Uber back to... um, this part is blurry. I don't remember how we make it back to my car. Yeah. Right. I just know the way we decided who was going to drive is who we thought was the least amount of drunk in that moment. 
she won. Yeah. Right? So she gets in the car. She's driving, right? Like, she's on the parkway. She's doing, like, 90 miles an hour. Jeez. She's switching lanes. And I remember she tells me I said this to her. I looked at her and said, like, you know, if the cops pull us over, like, we deserve it. Like, <laughs> we, yeah, we shouldn't be out here right now. Yeah. We shouldn't be driving like this. Yeah. And she was like, I feel you. We just got to get out the car and lay down and not even fight back. I was like, yeah. We make it back to her house. Get the fuck out. Right, we make it back to her house. I don't know, no cops, no nothing. God, right? We get upstairs. Her mom's at the house right now cooking. Right, because it's like seven thirty. And she looks at us. She was like, "Y'all look drunk as shit." She's just like, "Nah, we're fine." She was like, "She about to go on a date." (laughs) All right, I'm about to go back to my crib. All right, so she comes home. She goes back. She actually gets in her car, drives to go meet the guy for her date, right? I drive home. I'm arguing with this girl on the phone. She's in Philly, right? Yeah. Um, I'm arguing with her at the time, right? Because I'm going home to go get more weed. We argue and she goes out. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going out to go try and find some regular bitch pussy, right? Yeah. Why do I get to the bar, right? Who do I see at the bar? My best friend. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Trash. She's like, what happened? She's like, I don't know my ideas. <laughs> she actually made it on her date. She got to the date. She was still drinking. I was still drinking. Wow. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite. That was one of my best. My best days ever. It was so much fun. How did you end up? Like, what happened? Did you wake up the next day and want to die? Yeah. No. No. I was dead. Yeah, I was out of commission for a couple of days after that. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, I'm pretty sure we had alcohol poisoning. Yeah, that's how it sounds like it. As some someone who's had it three times, yeah, it sounds yeah, like it. Not, yeah, we were fucked up. It's interesting because I have I, I people, especially because I'm in a super secret program that I'm not allowed to talk about uh, to stay sober. It's anonymous. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's funny because people will be like, "My worst day sober is better than my best day drunk," and I always think like. What the fuck were you guys doing? Like, yeah. I have stories like like stories like that where it's like, it was, no, like we had a great time. We had a time. great time. Yeah. I just can't do that every day. Yeah. And I, that's the problem. That's the thing. It's like I got to the point where I it stopped being fun, which is why I had to get yeah. so because I was just sitting at home doing shots of vodka. <laughs> I, I tell the story all the time, but I would watch Jersey Shore and I'd be like, no, I'm drinking socially because I'm watching them party. That's a problem. So I would be on wow, the couch, yeah. and when they would do a shot on the show, I'd be like, yeah. Wow. Like, I was in the yeah, show. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. I, I know. Five o'clock, warm Jameson. <laughs> so how did you end up kicking that that hat? Because you still drink, and yeah, obviously but you I don't. don't uh, oh, no. We had a couple incidences. First of all, this one was actually recently. I went out with some friends. Uh, my best friend again. I'm always getting drunk with her. <laughs> um, her and my other dude, my other dude, his name is King. Right, we go to this uh, hookah lounge, and so we get a bottle of Douce. I stopped drinking cognac after this. Okay, so we get a bottle of Douce. <laughs> and I love it before you even tell the story. You're like, <laughs> just so everybody. Knows. <laughs> so we start. Uh, we get a bottle of Douce, and we get um, a bottle of champagne each. Right, so I'm killing this shit. Yeah, right? killing this shit. They said all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, I got to go get my girl right now. Like, I'm like, yo, you can't drive. I'm like, nah, I'm going home. Take me to my car right now. I'm going to get my girl. Right. Starting to get mad. Right. So they take me to my car. Right. I'm trashed. Yeah. I pick her up. Right. I drive her back home. Right. I wake up the next morning. I kid you not. I looked at her and said, what are you doing here? What? Yeah. Oh, so you time traveled. You had a yeah. total blackout. I, I was fucked up. <laughs> she was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, I was like, how to get, get here? here? And she was like, you came and picked me up. Oh my God, that's terrifying. She was like, I was like, yo, I was trashed. You sure I can't? She was like, you came, picked me up. Yeah, I thought you were a little drunk. But you actually drove home really well. Wow, yeah. that is um, a weird thing because I've I've been that I've been that guy a million times where it's yeah. like, 
wait, how did I get here? Or yeah, where man. are we? Yeah. And people are just like, what do you mean? You don't remember? Because I got to the point with my, when I was drinking, I got to the point where, and this is funny because people would always say, I was like a party starter towards yeah. the end of college. Once I stopped playing college football and my drinking got really out of hand, what my friends would do is they would invite me to parties with their coworkers because mm-hmm. they knew I would get the like get it going. I'd be yeah. like, hey, let's do a shot. You do a yeah. shot. You do a shot. Come on. Let's have a good time. I was that guy too, bro. Yeah. But the problem is I'm getting 10 different people to do shots with me, and which so means I've, I've done, done 10, 10 shots. shots. Yeah. yeah. It happens quick. Yeah. And so people would always be like, it was interesting because people who didn't know me, uh-huh. they'd see me in the first hour of the party and they'd be like, man, Brennan's hammered. Because I'm like, yeah, we're having a good time. And all my friends who knew me would be like, no, he's not. <laughs> and then when I would sit on the couch in complete silence, just staring at a blank TV, That's they'd go, they know. now he's, he's drunk. <laughs> That's what he looks like when he's hammered. But there's so many times you just wake up and you're like. See, oh, when I'm really uh, drunk, I literally become the exact energy of the room I'm in. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, which can be really good or really bad. Yeah, it can also turn pretty quickly. Yeah. Have you ever gotten on stage drunk? Yeah. The first Literally, the first time, the first two times I ever like auditioned, I was trashed. Really, I. This is actually hilarious. I actually got my. I actually got my residency at Broadway this way too. <laughs> Just hammer. We went to. It was Juneteenth. <laughs> it was Juneteenth, right? And um, I think I drank like three three fourths a bottle of Casamigos to myself. Okay. So we're just walking around Juneteenth like it's. I'm and I'm fucking because I'm nervous. Yeah. Because you have a, the audition, yeah. So I'm. This is your first time on stage. This is no. This is this is three months after my first. Time. Oh, okay, okay. Right, but this is because I didn't get it the first time. Got it. I got it. All so right. you did the industry room, didn't yeah. get it. Now through now th- this would add even more anxiety because you're like, oh, I didn't get it the first time. Yeah, yeah. So, so I we yeah we it, and it's like the first Juneteenth. So like we're having a fucking great ass time. Yeah, we're walking around. I'm not really in a relationship at that point, so it was a lot of hoes. I love love this. <laughs> you are sharp, sir. That's a, that's a visual clip for the listeners. Um, so there's a lot of bitches out, right? I'm trashed. I literally go to one of my homies like. I don't really got to do this audition today. Like, we could do another one. Like, we out here having a great time. And yeah. they looked at me. I had mad people that, like, came to see me. So we take the Uber. I pass out. This uh, is during the day, too. This is during the day. Yeah, day drinks are, yeah, day drinking. Is You're in on the day drinking. Day I drink. love that. Day drinking. I went to a pool party like that. I'm telling I got drink stories for days. Yeah. Was, um, so we, I pass out in the Uber. Right, I get to the, I get to, I get to Broadway. So you're like, I don't have to do it, and your, but your friends are like, no, you gotta yeah. go. So you pass out in the Uber, and yeah. you wake up at Broadway. Wake up at Broadway, trashed. I walk in, I order some fries. Right, I literally take the fries this and helps. I just shove them shits. Right, this will fix it. It's a pizza start, all over again. I start drinking water. Right, and my homies who was out with me, they was like. There's no way he's about to perform. Are you so at this point? Are you still with them? Or are you down in the green room? I'm down in the green room. They they actually are in the audience. Yeah. Now. So you're just not talking to any of the other yeah. comics or anything. No. Right. Just sitting in silence. Just sitting there. Just like this. Just. <laughs> just. Just killing him. From fucked up. So even the producer was like, "You should really lay off the water before you come in to you know perform." Yeah. That's how bad I looked. Yeah. I get on stage, I fucking murder. Really? Like murder with my material. Like it wasn't no me or no drunk shit. Like yeah. it was, I went and I had to be autopilot. Right? Cause even my friends were like, yo, I don't know how he's about to perform. Yeah. Cause they knew You were sleeping in the Uber five minutes before. Yeah, he's like, I don't know how he's about to I went to autopilot and then got it. Yeah. And just crushed it. Crushed it. God, that's awesome. That's literally how that happened. Yeah. I was trashed. And then after I stopped drinking, I stopped drinking to perform after that. Like yeah. I can have a drink, but I don't get trashed. Yeah. Well, because it's a weird thing, too. Like, I used to, from when I started until 2018, whenever I'd get on stage, for the most part, I'd be drunk. Yeah. And so it's a weird, because I'm like, oh, I have to drink because I'm nervous. But then you get to a point, especially on a bigger show, it doesn't matter how much you drink, you're still going to be nervous. You're supposed to be nervous. That means you care. Yeah, exactly. And it wouldn't go away. Um, But it's just interesting, because now not drinking on stage... Um, obviously I love being sober and everything it's afforded me, but the problem is there are certain shows 
where the first joke doesn't land yeah. and then it's I'm fucked because yeah. I'm I have so much pent up anxiety yeah. and then I'm not drinking or I'm not loose I'm not like hey 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 so if the first joke doesn't hit I get immediately in my head and then it you, turns into like You know uh, what I did to work on that? I used to go out and start turning the audience on purpose. Oh, like yeah, I see what you're saying. I went, I like, so you know it's coming. Yeah. And so then that way you can build it back up. Build it back up. So now if something like that happens, you're comfortable. Yeah. So I created that habit. Oh, that's a good idea. That's exactly so and it's part of my style. Like I really will just I'll open up with like one of my wildest jokes. Yeah. Just, just to, to see where the room just is. Just to see where the room is. And if I know they're not there, I I pull back. It's, I mean, can you lose them completely? Out? That's the risk you take, though. Yeah. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Well, that's the other thing, too. You still is get paid. Those, <laughs> those shows where they're down, like yeah. if you come out and throw something wild at them right when it starts and they're yeah. down for it, yeah. that's going to be a great show. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a great set. Yeah. And if they pull back, then all right, you adjust. But Yeah. No, that's uh, I, I did that. That's how I, that's how I got over there. I used to just go out here and try to just try to. I had a couple of bits I could open with that would do that. And then now you're gonna I right, now, <laughs> now big and back. So now when you actually know you do one of your bits that you know crushes your opener, crushes on top and it does it, you're comfortable because you've been there before. Yeah. That's a good idea. And that's why I tell people, uh like newer comics, I'm like, if you wanna like build up tough skin do the grizzly pear mic because it's like you're performing to one person or two people and it's silent and all the lights are on it's like that will get you comfortable in that's, silence that's how uh that's why the zoom that's why them zoom shows yeah me so crazy you got you know? comfortable in I, it. I was ignorant so i didn't know better which was a blessing <laughs> you were just like this is how it is right so like now when you hop on and they laugh and you're like oh shit this gives me energy yeah and then now you start to and then like i study structure like crazy yeah and i watch a lot of comedy like I go out and watch comics. Not I only I don't only watch good comics. I watch bad comics to see what I'm not supposed to be doing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you gotta see it. And yeah. And dude. Repetition. Absolutely. This was so much fun. Yeah. You gotta come back on. One thousand. We only <laughs> two thousand nine hundred. <laughs> uh plug everything one more time. Oh man, Andre two nine nine nine. That's where you can find me. Street famous NYC. Uh Grizzly Pear. Uh, Elite Art Only, January 24th, 8, uh, 8 p.m. Oh, and I got a taping coming up uh, uh, 420 uh, this year. Uh, location to be announced. So. Hell yeah, man. Well, when you get that information, shoot it over to me and I'll adjust it in the show notes so people Yo, can find please, it. Yo, please, please. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening at Brennan T. Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. The One Man Show, wide release, will be January 16th, 2024, a year after I taped it. We tried to do it on Patreon and nobody yeah, watched it. So I was like, yeah, I'll just put it out to the world. Yeah, see, once it starts to pick, then you can hit it with the Patreon. Yeah. You got to like you, tease You can't do it the other way around. <laughs> you got to tease him and do different shit. Yeah, with for it. sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Thank you. Boom. Boom.